Hello, 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 and welcome to the Drag Race Recap here on Reality TV Rehap Ups. I'm your host, Liana Boris. We are here to discuss, okay, technically it's episode three, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's episode three. Uh, it's episodes one and two. I keep, I know, I keep, I keep getting so confused. Anyway, of RuPaul's Drag Race season 15. With us here today, we have a jam-packed and absolutely fabulous panel. First, let me bring in the woman who helped me break down the premiere episode. It is Beth Dixon. Beth, how are you? I'm doing really well. Um, I thought this was kind of an interesting episode, so I'm really excited to kind of get into uh, things that are not the queen's fault that maybe brought this episode (laughs) down a little bit. (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll get into everything with the God <laughs> infomercial of it all. Uh, and we told y'all he'd be back. It is Amon Adwin. Amon, how are you? Hi, I'm back. I didn't go anywhere. I'm still here. <laughs> had a, a couple things to take care of. And might I say, I have been enjoying the F out of this season so far. I <laughs> loved the Jam Pack premiere episode. It was amazing. I've always, I mean, I've never really been like super anti split premieres, but something about them always just felt like, okay, I would just want the season to start. It just never felt like the season was truly starting when I only met half the queens. And to see all of them together, so many personalities, so many people that are like hungry for it. Like, I feel like every queen that goes home this season, I'm going to be like, no, not her. Like, I am absolutely in love with all of these queens i just i i'm having so much fun so far so i'm happy to be back with all of you guys talking about the season it should be a good one yes okay we love to hear it and our very special guest on this week's episode is the one the only you hear her all over the rhap network it is mari fourth mari how are you Third time's a charm. Yes, I'm so glad to be back with you. I'm so excited to talk about this season. Like, I agree with everything Amon said. I just wish that this would have been the season for the split premiere because this is 16 queens. It's like, it's 16 queens. I, I, I don't know how I feel like I know them, but then I also don't know them. I just want more. So that's why I, I am truly not opposed to the split premiere because I love like getting able to like spend time with each queen. But other than that, like I'm I'm very excited. I, I love this season so far. I get I think my main complaint is I want more of it. Well, I think that actually is a great place to start because I think, you know, so we had talked a little bit last week about the fact that they're going to an hour long format. Mm -hmm. And uh, obviously this is a change. We've had an hour and a half for a lot of the previous seasons, a full hour of runtime. And Mari, I'm sure that this is exactly the opposite of what you want to see, because this episode in particular felt so rushed. Uh, yeah, I <laughs> and it's kind of funny because as, as drag racers, I, I feel like when we when it did go to that hour and a half, like watchers, we were like, what is this? Like, yeah. it kind of felt like the, the episodes were over long. Now I'm like, oh, God, I don't <laughs> this is not enough time. And I'm not the biggest fan of acting challenges. They're mm. probably my least um favorite challenge of the group. Yeah. Um, But even I was like, oh, that's oh, that's it. We get oh, we get one set. Okay. Sure. Okay. <laughs> like, not enough. Where's the content? It was definitely a bit jarring going from because I mean they they kind of lied um last week. <laughs> they were like two hour premiere, and if I'm not mistaken, I stayed in that gay bar for at least three hours. Like there was a, there was literally no commercials, which I loved. That was like yes. oh my god. But, but I felt so bad for the local queen that we have because like usually they take the commercial break to you know work the room and like yeah. get their tips or whatever. But like 
she would like get on the mic and be like, all right, so what do we think? Okay, well, it's back. Like, it's never, like, <laughs> the same thing happened. Done. The same thing happened to a local queen friend of mine, um, uh, Adriana Trenta in New York City. And she was hosting and she goes, oh, it's your birthday. Okay, everybody happy. And that, shut up. It's the back on. He <laughs> <laughs> was trying to sing happy birthday to somebody. He was like, no, 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 stop. It's back on. So um, to go so, yeah. from that to... Mm-hmm. This just our jam packed. It definitely was a little. I'm I'm questioning what the decision making was behind that. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, I know that they went from VH1 to MTV, but they're virtually the same network. I don't understand why we can't just have the hour thirty. It's kind of weird. Well, it's because of a little show called <laughs> The Friends of Weeho. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. so i think i mean what i think the biggest issue with this is it's obviously was filmed in a way like the whole season was filmed whoa that just i can't (laughs) 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 that was so weird um it was just obviously dramatic edit zoom in on your face (laughs) okay no never mind your point's over no no you know what i'm in the basement so it could be just the internet being weird but so i apologize in advance but I think what happened was like this fil- was filmed probably for VH1 with the format that we're used to, which is probably why we have 16 queens with the idea that it'd be in an hour and a half. And then probably they moved over to v- MTV and probably one of the contingencies of MTV was to say, no, you need an hour long episode. And they probably had to go through an edit. So it does seem like a rushed edit job more than anything yeah. else. And I also mm-hmm. don't think they would have chosen to do 16 queens with this format if they probably had known that. That is my working theory. I like to think. Yeah. That that's mm-hmm. probably more of like the administrative business side of things in the background. Yeah, I saw a comment somewhere that said it's like it's the same format of an hour and a half show, but edited down. So we're hitting all the same beats that we would hit in an hour and a half show. We've got the mirror talk. We've got the 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 act, you know, the the actual recording. We've got this. We've got that. Like all the things that they would want to include in an hour and a half episode, but obviously yeah. have yeah. to just chip, 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 chop it all up. And that's mm-hmm. why it just felt like, OK, and now this and now this and now this like the the rehearsal part was I mean, pretty much non-existent. It was like we showed up and then immediately left that part of the show. So actually, I was mm-hmm. kind of fine with that, to be honest. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, for this particular mm-hmm. challenge, maybe also. I didn't really yeah. mind so well, much. I kind of generally feel like when they do acting challenges, we spend way too much time figuring out like, oh, so-and-so couldn't remember their line. And then it bears nothing for like yeah. the end result. Mm-hmm. So I'd much rather see the end result. But the problem was is we didn't get a mini challenge. And the runway was mm-hmm. like, you see him, you don't. You see him, you don't. Yeah. I'm like, and it just turned into a situation <laughs> that was like, oh, I blinked and I met I miss Lucy like what's Mm -hmm. going on you know um so I think that this format is going to work perfectly fine when we have half the amount of cast in there it's going to be absolutely fine we're going to have the storytelling that kind of thing um but yeah I think moving forward if this is what the format's going to be production has to make sure that they have an appropriately sized cast and you know list of format for it you know and it's absolutely insane go ahead Mari no, no, I was just going to say, because I think the the problem what last season was they had a episode order for 16 episodes, but they only had, what, 13 queens, 14 mm-hmm. queens. So that's why they had there were so many episodes where they had to, like, let people slide so that they could get the full edit. So this time they're like, let's do 16 so we can chop people up at the same time. Which but I'm then, would, yes, which I'm fine with. But then I, I truly do agree with that. I think that move to MTV was not planned at all. I think they're like, oh, we have the friends of Eho. And if we move Ugh. Drag Race to Ugh. MTV, it's a destination night. And Ugh. and it just, it, 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 yeah, it's not working for the 16 Queens. And 
come on, y'all. It's not, I don't think it's a coincidence that um, the Snatch Game episode is the episode that's going to lead into the, the new show. But Snatch Game, 14 queens an hour. I'm two Snatch I'm Games. Dreading it. I'm dreading it. I'm you sorry. Two Snatch Games. Two. She, I think, yeah, I think yeah. RuPaul's There's going two. to be two. They're oh, okay. splitting the queens up. There's going that's... to be two Snatch Games. How? Two Snatch Games in a 40 minute episode, essentially. Like, it's uh, absolutely insane. I'm sorry. I, I, yeah, those two insane. minutes are going to count. Yeah, and a runway. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I just don't know why they chose to do it that way. Like two snatch games. Like it's just, it's absolutely insane. And all for what? For the for the WeHo gays? Like I'm like look. <laughs> <laughs> I really, I really want to keep my internalized homophobia to a minimum. But I'm just like. <laughs> I'm just like, why? Like, why? It just, and then for it to have who is on it, I'm just, I'm not even going to name names. I'm just mm-hmm. like, it just feels very gratuitous. It feels very, it just feels like the gays just want to be included in a space that is like not necessarily meant for them. Like, let the, let the housewives have their things. Okay. <laughs> like, just let them have their thing. We don't need it. But you know what? Maybe we're all speaking too soon. Maybe somebody, I'm sure someone will continue and they won't turn off their uh, TV after Drag Race is over and they'll watch it and they'll be like, actually, it's really good. So who knows? But I that will person not be is that Andy chance. Cohen. He's welcome <laughs> to bring that to Bravo. It just feels so like we're going to put it right after Drag Race so that we can get them. I'm like, no, no, you're not. You're not getting me. It's, it's not. It's not working. <laughs> I mean, at least the online fandom has reacted so freaking negatively to this that I'm hoping that we'll Truly. actually <laughs> have I some want, action. Um, yeah, in terms I want to shout know, out. To do. Yeah, I want to shout out my friend Brandon, um, known as Monster Cat Woo online, who literally started a changed <laughs> petition <laughs> that has over 13,000 signatures for it oh right now. <laughs> like, I was like, he was like, maybe I'm being petty. I was like, you are, but you know what? This is the audience with which to be petty. So, so good. Well, let's talk about this actual episode and get into all of the nitty gritty of the main challenge. As Beth mentioned, no mini challenge. So we can just jump right on into the main affair here. So the queens were tasked with selling their vision of the afterlife, uh, where each of the teams, there are three teams, are going to have to plan every evil detail and essentially sell it in an infomercial. Didn't really get infomercial from any of these videos, but we'll talk about it all. Another wrinkle of this is how the three teams were chosen. So you had Anetra, Anetra, Anitra. 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 There's 16. Okay, give me a break. Uh, Anitra gets to pick her team first because she won the maxi challenge last week. Amethyst, who won the lip sync, gets to pick her team second and like completely not even, you know, any type of back to back draft. And then the leftovers are just. The leftovers. The leftovers. Who wants to start with this? <laughs> because I think that there is so much to talk about here. Um, I can't. This is so. Why? Why did we do it like this? It, was it specifically just to get into one team's like head and and make them feel um not good because it worked? But also, I think I misunderstood the directive because I was looking for drag queen heaven. I thought it was specifically drag queen heaven mm-hmm. but now that you said afterlife leon i'm like okay that makes me feel a little bit better because i feel like we got a heaven 
a purgatory and a hell. <laughs> Which <laughs> like, was actually, <laughs> if that had been assigned, hey, we have three teams. One of you mm-hmm. has to do hell. One of you has to do purgatory. One of you has to do heaven. That would have been yeah. like, I think a little bit more direct for what it, I think. I think this was just too loose for a production mm-hmm. standpoint. They needed to tighten it down a little bit with mm. what the directions were. Yeah, I didn't like like you said, Beyond uh Beyond, I didn't get like infomercial necessarily. I just got like yeah. skits about interpretations of Yeah Heaven, which like I mean it's just an acting challenge. So I guess at the end of the day, whatever, as long as you make RuPaul laugh, it's gonna it's gonna go over well for you. Mm-hmm. But it did feel very uh like normally you always like get you get the theme of whatever the challenge is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. because so many of them were sort of like so different, you were kind of just like what the hell is going on? And on top of the fact yeah. that we already mentioned in that it was like sh- shortened, which I didn't necessarily hate too much. Not mm-hmm. because like half the time a lot of the queens aren't the greatest actors, but it also sort of like left me wondering, okay, so who was the worst? Because they sort of like yes. painted a lot of them in a negative light. Um, and even Sasha <laughs> Colby, who ended up winning the challenge. I was like, okay, was that what did Michelle like what was going on or not? Mm-hmm. So I yeah. I did sort of like the fact that they sort of like wanted to keep a little bit of the of the mystery open. It kind of felt very survivor edit to me. I was like, oh, so what's gonna happen? Like, mm-hmm. so I, I enjoyed that aspect of it. But that's because I don't think anybody did a good job. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, not that people did fine. People did fine. But like I think the reason why it was like, oh, who's gonna be on the top is because like Lucy did. Yeah. I was like, okay, well, Lucy probably for her her Dolly Parton impression, and then Rue was cackling at the whoosh, like yeah. that part from Sasha Colby. So I was like, okay, okay so those two, and then question mark, and yeah. then mm-hmm. is everyone else going to be in the bottom? <laughs> like I thought, legit, all of Team Three except for maybe Sugar was going to end up in the bottom. So yeah, yeah. I I wonder if they were trying to do something different, and it kind of just backfired because to me, this feels like the acting challenges where if you think about, if you go back to season 11, like the um, horror movie ones where they gave mm-hmm. each team a different like horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, like, I feel like I would like that a little bit more uh, where they have like a clear directions. Maybe it's all each part, each team has a different directive, like we said. Um, but it seems like they try to put the acting challenge with the infomercial challenge mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. they didn't come across. It didn't come across well. Yeah. yeah. I think it was too many things while also not being clear enough in what the details are. Yeah. I think it also, and probably this is the edit more than anything else, but it also seemed like they had no time to plan it. So when Michelle's like, Mm -hmm. wow, you guys aren't prepared. I was like, well, at least from an audience (laughs) perspective, we saw them for three minutes. So Mm -hmm. I don't know, Um, you know, were they given a normal amount of time with three teams? Did two teams have more time to work on something than the first team who went in? Like, there's aspects of the timing of that that, you know, we will probably never know, which is fine. But yeah. I just think, you know. And we spent so much time like on focusing on one team, particularly with uh, Sugar's team, which I must say. I love the twins. I love the twins. I'm I so good. love the damn <laughs> the Dundale twins. I might be biased because I myself am a twin. I am not an identical twin, but I still have that twin thing in me. So I'm just like, I love the twins, but I will say I can understand people get annoyed a little bit over the past three episodes because it does seem like it's very twin heavy, which I'm sure is all just like going to coalesce in 
a sugar and spice bottom too, and they have to lip sync for the labs and send one of the one of the two home. I get it. Like I understand what's going on, but like for this episode in particular, we did focus heavily on Sugar's journey as she was getting shut out from um, the deliberation about what the challenge was going to be like um, with Jax and everything. So yeah, it just it. I feel like the planning of you know, we don't, we're not getting like the same types of like beats that we got like with our 45 minutes because <clears throat> it's just it's so rushed that like it's like, OK, so what was the actual plan that they set forth? OK, now let's see how the workroom plan is in comparison with what actually happens in front of Michelle. And then that was cut short as well. So then when we get to the end of it all, we're like, what happened? <laughs> what yeah. is going on? Yeah. And unfortunately, the final product didn't help us with that either. Yeah. What did I just watch? I, it's, yeah. Go ahead, Mari. I was just going to say, I feel like we went into each one of those completely blind. Like, I had no idea what, like, each team's storyline. I had no idea. I knew that Lucy was going to do a Dolly Parton impression because that was yep. mentioned. And I think Sasha <laughs> Colby was going to be God. And that yep. was about <laughs> it that I got. I mean, this is the thing. So just a, a general thought on sort of the way that the challenge went. When I heard infomercial, I thought they were going to be like selling selling the afterlife, right? And all right. it costs mm. you is your life. Or, you know, all it costs <laughs> you is like you have to pay penance or something like that. Like that's, you know, you have to pay. Do you want to come to this afterlife? Not that after, you know, right? Something Low like key, that. Like, Liana just did a funnier joke both times than the entire episode. <laughs> like, it's like, you just sell it, right? Okay, that's what, yeah. that's what I thought what was going to happen. So, <laughs> totally to Mari's point, which is like, what? <laughs> I watched the individual ones, especially the third one. I just had absolutely no idea what was going on the entire time. So that was what made like yeah. watching it just so confusing. <laughs> it was a bad no look clue. for Jax because like Jax was like so like okay, oh my God. you guys are just talking, so we're just we're gonna I'm gonna take over, we're gonna get this done, we're gonna write it down, and then we get there, and Michelle's like, "What did y'all do?" It's like, "Oh God, oh like this is not yeah, let's no, let's improv." Let's, they made it harder for themselves. They, it, we'll just they figure it out. The one thing I, I think I did understand from the short edit we got from there, they had like no lines prepared. She said I it don't was even an outline. Know. Oh my god! I feel like they had no no storyboard, no scenery set up. Mm. Yikes. And then Jax claimed the writing when mm. Jax is on the runway. I was like, don't do that. Okay, so let, let's just set this up. So team number three, which we're talking about right now, the total hot mess team, the team leftovers, unfortunately, Sugar, Jax, Malaysia, Mistress, and Robin. Those were the three queens that were in that third group. And yeah, it seemed like they just went in with absolutely no plan and it completely reflected in the actual final product because it was just okay. unclear what was happening the whole time. Like, Sugar was trying her best to at least do something entertaining. And then the other mm -hmm. queens were also there. Mm -hmm. The other part about that that's just so wild to me is that everybody except for Jax was safe on this team. Like they yes. clearly did the worst. Yes. Not yes. saying mm -hmm. it was a really high bar to do the worst <laughs> because team two was also very hot messy. But this was just clearly so much worse. And I just kind of watched this and I was like, yeah. I understand why Jax would be in the bottom. I understand that. Mm -hmm. But Jax at least tried to take control and try. I'm going to be a Jax apologist for this episode. Mm -hmm. Lots of people online are going for her. And I don't understand that at all. Like I can understand being in a situation mm -hmm. where people are just throwing out ideas, but nothing is getting organized or done. But 
hopefully this is a learning situation for all of them, not just Jack's, but moving forward to go, okay, so we need to be able to write an outline, but also then hear what other people are saying. And someone needs to be able to like write that stuff down. Oh, for sure. Uh Like I was, I was thinking about it too. I was like, well, I think, I think that I would like, if I am like putting myself in their shoes and I'm a, I'm a queen on RuPaul's Drag Race season 15 and this is the second week and we're in an acting challenge and there's this one little twin that is just like, I feel like I definitely would be the person that's like, all right, we got to get this done. But it's also like, you also have to understand that it is, it's drag race and like, it's, it's a game and the card, like if you draw the leadership card, you Mm -hmm. have to know the risk that comes with that card. You drew it. And now it's like, it's going to be on you. So I, I think that what Jack should have done was just help sugar channel those ideas into that script as, as yeah. opposed to being like shh you're you're doing too much because that right. i think is where a lot of people were like oh, okay but she was actually having a better time and i really appreciated what sugar was trying to inject she was like sure. it's yeah. fun like it, it's just it's just it's just a fun silly competition like why are we taking it so seriously and i was exactly. like i think a lot of queens do that a lot to themselves like they and i would probably do the same thing i'd probably be like no it's got to be perfect it's got to be we got to have this joke here this joke here rupaul's gonna laugh there pause for applause okay and then go like it's just like you gotta yeah like, gotta have fun with it sugar sugar understands she's clearly clearly a student of drag race she understands you just have to make rupaul laugh right and when i went back and watched the episode again sugar did technically come up with this concept of like a you know a drag hag heaven right and mm. i think what they did is i i do think Jax did just take like sugar's um ideas i think the problem was they didn't find a way to make it into a cohesive story right and as we're like literally as we're talking about it i think i'm finally realizing i thought they were supposed to be sell- selling this this heaven to drag queens i think they took it as you're selling heaven to people who like drag queens <laughs> Uh, they yes. the concept was very yes. we're selling this to white women who yes. like going to drag bars that's what it was and then, yeah yeah it was for me, not in me. <laughs> i'm totally a white girl you said i maybe it's because i am that white girl but i you got, got that immediately <laughs> but I you're like i don't think it was going. a good idea it wasn't good yeah and, and i think the the point of them actually also highlighting that for you it might be heaven but for the drag queens it's hell that confuses the plot because i'm like but this is supposed to be drag queen heaven it's almost like they kind of try to do um the good place but just <laughs> in three minutes and you can't do that you know <laughs> but i think again like having a directive that would have been clear would have been easier for this yeah. team to focus on it but at the same time, I do think that's a really great high level concept that somebody yeah. else's heaven is somebody else's hell. Like, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I think that that's a really great concept. If they had stuff written down in jokes, <laughs> it may yeah. have come across. Yeah, and I, I, I love the self-awareness of like them knowing how they were going to be perceived while they were like in the middle of the competition with Mistress being Eureka and mm-hmm. uh uh, mm-hmm. Malaysia being silky and Robin yeah. being uh, who was she? Um, Jada. Jada. Like I, mm-hmm. I, I really enjoyed that they were like in on that joke. So mm-hmm. that, was, that, that was the part that was probably the, like sh- that. the strongest like part of the skit for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was a good part. Yeah. 
Let's talk about team number two, who I think was also, I mean, if I had to rank them, it'd be one, two, three. Uh, I don't know if that's the laugh track speaking, uh, but this is the team (laughs) that actually had more people on the bottom, two people on the bottom, which I thought was um, an interesting choice. So this was team number two, which was team Amethyst with Lucy, uh, Spice, Poppy, and Aura. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. They did also a skit. I don't know how to describe it. Yeah. It was also a bit confusing for me. But they had Dolly Parton as God. You can tell which part I remember from this kid. I've mentioned Dolly mm-hmm. Parton now like three times. <laughs> it was the only good part. And I this team, I, I think even though team three was bad, this team kind of made me uncomfortable, but not uh, because of the jokes. Like, shot. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Like <laughs> the judges nailed it. Like blue humor, yes, give it to me. And um, Marin, I think she nailed it too. Like the joke went too long, and then mm. it just got not funny, and it just got me like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, the problem yeah. was, I it was like they were trying to go for absurdist humor, but didn't know the timing. And for someone like Amethyst, who claims to be a comedian. You need Weird. the timing for that kind of thing. And like, it was, I didn't understand how she didn't know how to be like, you know, hop in and out. <laughs> like, why is it like slow fade yeah, in? It was so slide slow. back to the left. <laughs> like, it, with, like, it wasn't funny. It wasn't like a Wes Anderson film where everybody just stares at the camera. Like, it, it was like, that's what they were going for, Weird. but just completely bombed it. I don't know. It was so bad. And like you said, Mari, it made those like <laughs> sexual jokes just uncomfortable it wasn't funny you were like oh like she's in a, a kiddie pool and this shot is taking a long time and i'm not laughing i feel like i shouldn't be watching this like i don't yeah. know like i just the uh the fellatio humor was just like not hitting the way that it should and i like i I just wanted to like get in there and like do it for her well not really do it do it but like (laughs) (laughs) well (laughs) because like michelle was just like okay amethyst that part needs to be like it has to be yeah you have to like really it has to snap if it's not snapping then it's not funny and even when she went ahead and redid it it was still it was like a whole we were rooting for us like part again right just get it right please I I think so. Okay, so the one other joke I will say I thought was funny. I think was also Lucy's joke that was like cheek filler and cheek filler. I thought Mm -hmm. that was cute. I was like, okay, that's funny. I think uh, upon reflection, maybe part of the reason why more queens were in the bottom from this group than the third group is because there were like actual critiques. If that makes sense, like you can say to Amethyst, (laughs) like, okay, this was too slow, or like you did this wrong. Whereas with the third group, it's just like. I don't know. It's just all fucked up. Like, I don't know what to say <laughs> yeah. about that. It was just bad, right? Yeah, Whereas, yeah. like, with the other queens can say, okay, these are maybe the specific reasons why it was good or why it was bad. Yeah, I don't know. And, and then Aura saying, I can't believe I was just safe. Aura, literally, I I could not remember what she did. I went back and rewatched it and still couldn't remember what she did. And then when I realized what she did, she basically just stood there in every frame and was like, ah, I get it. <laughs> Cheeks. Cheeks. And that's what I think is so messed up about the judging is because at least Poppy had jokes and had Mm -hmm. done some of the writing of this or whatever. 
Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Yeah, I had high hopes for Aura going into this. Mm-hmm. I just have no confidence. There's like an overconfidence mm-hmm. and not self-awareness of how, and it was blatantly clear and untucked that she was like, I mean, our group did really well. They were like, your whole group is in the bottom right now. Except for Lucy out there. The group that you were coming for is all safe. Like, she was like, what? And had to like stand up and down. But I just like, there's, I, I, uh, I'm really worried for her. <laughs> like, I just think there's a lack yeah. of awareness of what's yeah. going on. Yeah. yeah. In this competition, I'm worried for her. Not I just hope, I hope <laughs> that Lucy um, has other impersonations up her sleeve because if she just like, blew her load with Dolly Parton in this challenge Ooh. right before Snatch Game. I'm going to be like, okay, like what, what else, girl? Because we can't see this twice in a row. Right. I'm going to hope she's been doing this for 12 years. She has one other impersonation or at least someone else she felt comfortable with. I mean, she knows Snatch Game is coming, right? So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I figured, well, we'll find out next week. So <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about lastly, team number one that had two of the top queens with Sasha and Lux. So this is Team Anitra, Lux, Sasha, Estites, and Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Selena Estites. Oh, just wrong. You can say about Selena, like, <laughs> I love Selena Estites. Like, yeah. she's mm-hmm. one of the loud queens that sometimes you get annoyed with. You're like, oh, my God, you're, you're laying it on thick. But I don't get that impression from her at all. I feel like she's just like that. Like, she's yeah. just mm-hmm. a loud bitch. And I fucking love it. I love it. <laughs> yes. And I, I truly think she was robbed here. I thought she did a great job as the person being led through, like, the afterlife. I think Sasha Colby deserved both the win and, like, the, the props here. Not just for her look, but I, I know it got, like, it the the net crack. It was funny the first two or three times. Then it got unfunny, and then it got funny again. Like, I was like we went on a whole roller coaster journey yeah. for that. I was like, I was cracking up. I stopped. I was like, is this too much? And then I I cracked up again. So I I, I like that, and I feel like Selena should have won. But I think um I mean not I I think she should have been in the top. But mm-hmm. I think her look kind of brought it down because <laughs> kind of Lux. Lux look, oh my god, like that molten gold over chocolate. Mm-hmm. I was like, they got up there and they're like, we gotta make up stuff about the 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 show because we just really want to talk about how good she looks because mm-hmm. she's yeah. great as the psychologist, but I mean it was it was it was cool, you know, it wasn't yeah. anything I, to write home about. I honestly think that what got people in the top and the bottom this week had nothing to do with the acting challenge, it had everything to do with the runway. Although if that were the case, Selena would be in the bottom for sure. Um because that no honey that I'm that sorry. runway was a whole mess um yeah I, <laughs> <laughs> so bad <laughs> like no honestly she's ripping her a hood but i'm like, like <laughs> i if okay if we took off the signs and the little like lampshade head thing like i want to see it without that because i think the bodysuit underneath i think there's something there i just can't see it mm-hmm. because of the signs all over the place yeah. but yes if this may have knocked her down <laughs> yeah it's different it's- if if anything else, it is definitely different, and it's yeah. still like you can yes. tell like it's it's made with intention. So like mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how she interprets all of these runways. I don't think that yeah all of yeah. them will land, but I'm still excited because I think that she puts a lot of thought into like what she wears. Like even like her, I mean her work from entrance look. I was like, this is so not typical, but mm-hmm. yeah. also I kind of understand who you are as well. Like it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's very mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like, love that she reps her culture. I'm sorry, Beth. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Go for it. Go for yeah, it. Yeah, 
it, like that that is that is quintessential like drag race that's what that's all the queens that i normally love do and like you know monet mohart like i love that and so that part is always like Amon said, I love that she's loud. I love that she's like, yes, this is me. And she's going to show it to me every runway. And I give her mad props for that. Like, that's mm-hmm. the biggest thing. I just did not like this look, though. But yeah. I love her. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be honest in that. I think her drag, what I love the most about it is that it's not for everybody. Like, yeah. And yet she's gotten on a platform that has tried very hard to get people to kind of assimilate to an idea of what makes good drag or not, which mm-hmm. is the the con of something like drag mm-hmm. race. So I may not like that look. I love the intention of the look behind it, right? right? Mm -hmm. And I love that you, like you all said, like you can see what her thought process was. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I I do want to go back to Lux Noir London ending up in the top because, oh my gosh, this flowy gold just looks so good. It looks like metal, but it also looks like liquid. Liquid, yeah. The true liquid gold looks absolutely stunning on her and the way that she works it on the runway is just like absolutely stunning so that's why when i was like to me there were sort of a clear top two and then that third spot was a little bit up for debate it was like yeah okay because the runway look was stunning yeah (laughs) give it to her Mm -hmm. i mean i thought she i thought she did okay in the uh in the challenge i thought that like the she definitely like established a character with the psychologist role and like sort of like made it stand out than more than it normally, I guess would have if it were in other hands. Mm-hmm. So I thought I, I definitely agreed that, you know, she was, I mean, and, and a part of that also being that she was in the group that had the best skit overall. And it was yes. just structured the best you could follow. It was mm-hmm. a through line mm-hmm. that so just good. was lacking in the other one. So I just feel like that really mm-hmm. just elevated her, uh, her positioning. So, yeah, I, I really like this skit, you know, it, it 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 felt a little bit more infomercially to me. I mean, I I really feel like they hit every beat. Like this uh-huh. was a true drag queen heaven is like being told you're the best, not having to work for your money. You know? mm-hmm. And then the ending punchline of oh, it's Palm Springs where queens go to die. I was like, oh, the shade <laughs> at good. Bianca. Like it, it hit every <laughs> single. <laughs> Every single beat. I was like, they. I almost felt like they should have gotten a team win for this, to be quite mm-hmm. honest. Yeah. It was like actually storyboarded. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that right. was, and, and I think, you know, the neck crack, even if we went on a roller coaster with that, it allowed you to have very clear delineation between the scenes mm-hmm. instead of some of the other ones. It was just like, oh, and now and now we're going over here and now we're going <laughs> yeah. over here, you know, like that kind of thing. Whereas this one, it was OK. So we have the setup of Selena dying as a local queen love that and then we kind of go to all of these different beats and like you said end with the palm springs joke so that really just made it look like a cohesive sort of you know unit and story that they were telling and so i think the way that they did that like was very purposeful and very Mm -hmm. clear and that is what helped with the overall understanding of what they were doing and what their concept was yeah yeah definitely it was like they used Christmas Carol as like the mm. the the basis of it, you know. Oh, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. change yeah. and we go to the next one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I I think you know overall when we look at this challenge, it I don't know how much I'm going to remember uh, of this challenge yeah. in general. I don't think that it particularly stands out. The I think snap, they, I think the next step will go down in like I think it'll be referenced 
in the future seasons. In some I could point. see that. I mean, I could even mm-hmm. see it being referenced further down the line in this season also of mm-hmm. <laughs> becoming, you know, what is Next like week. one of the, exactly, what is one of the inside <laughs> yeah. jokes that like sort of makes it out of this sort of jumbled mess that was this challenge. I'm mm-hmm. not mad that they tried something new. I think actually the idea, when Rue said an infomercial, like I had a very clear vision in, the, in my head. I just think that that didn't necessarily translate to what the queens per se were right. doing, right. which, you know, fine. Uh, so, uh, but it's just, I think it's so hard with so many Queens, uh, which, yeah. you know, I'm sure we're going to feel next week as well. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some of the run. Oh yeah. Beth, did you have something that you wanted to add? Nope. Okay. Let's talk about some of the other runway looks. I want to kick things off with the winner of this week's oh. challenge. Miss mm-hmm. Sasha Colby. Mm-hmm. This looks uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing, 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 amazing. I, I know. No Honestly, I know, I know. like <laughs> that. I mean, I know that they were all like pleased to see her when she walked into the workroom uh, last week. But like the first thing that would have crossed my mind would have been like, well, that's it for the runways then. Because, I mean, it's it's <laughs> yeah. Sasha Colby. The minute that she gets on Drag Race, I'm sure every designer or whoever is going to be like, please let me do one of your outfits for one of the runways. You're going to have the absolute best runways the entire season. Like it's, it's over. It's over. Like, yeah. I loved her line about winning the challenge and then being like, I can now afford this outfit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Oh God, you got to win every week. Cause I know you're bringing some expensive stuff. Mm-hmm. And she came out first, right? She came out first. How are you going to follow that? I mean, Lux came out no, second. And Anitra, Lux- Anitra came out. Oh, oh see, rude. Okay. <laughs> That's rude. I'm but so she sorry. was fine. She also had like the flowing silvery fabric, which the the directive this week was, I think, Metallica. So just something mm-hmm. like yeah. metallic. Um, but this comes out after you forget everything you've seen before. Mm-hmm. So I I can't tell if I like this or not. If so, this might be a critique. But I don't know if I like this. And this is just <laughs> physics. That some of them look like they're kind of falling over, like some of the mm-hmm. like feathery spikes mm-hmm. in the back, like they're not supported super well. So I'm not. Su- I'm, I don't know if they're supposed to be spikes or like feather kind of. Feathers, and if they're yeah. more feather like, mm-hmm. then I don't care. Mm-hmm. But I guess, I guess like that was the one thing that I found a little distracted with the look every once in a while. But like, mm. to be honest with you, I, this is I, clearly the best. I do not. I don't think I like this. Um, directive for them um uh, like the metallica category Mm. um because i think it it can go cheap and i think we saw cheap you know and i and and i don't want to blame the queens for that because i think it's really hard to make a metal look look like this yeah Yeah. like expensive and i think we had like we said we had anitra we had sasha we had um London and after or Lux after that I started to be like oh this is like it really did feel like it went downhill my uh I think it was based off of Raja's look here this is my interpretation um of something very like metallic that looks very Mm -hmm. cool something like this I mean it wasn't explicitly mentioned but something that was brought back um so if I had to guess that that would be my assumption. Um, but Mari, I, I can definitely see where you're coming from. I think that, and this was a look, I think that had some polarizing opinions based on, let me try to pull it up here. Um, what we saw in untucked with some of the comments from the Queens, but Jax's look, uh, I think was one that that's not a good, let me pull a better image of that. Um, 
But that was one that I, I mean, I don't know if you feel like this was an example of what came out looking cheap, but I just was like not a huge fan of this one. I loved the concept of this because yeah. I used to play mm-hmm. as Jax all yes. the time <laughs> in Mortal Kombat 2 and 3, like or 3, I mean, this was I loved it. What I didn't like was the rest of the outfit, <laughs> to be perfectly <laughs> frank with you. Yeah. And if it had been a little bit more dragged up in a way, like um mm-hmm. rather than just kind of like I I guess they're kind of short cut off booty short kind of feels with like I hate to say it like this, but kind of like a basic knee high heeled boot. Like if there had been some other elements into it, like you're doing drag, like drag it up more, make Jack's like a fierce, like queen. Then I would have been like here for it. I just, I think that this was just, the concept was great. Um, I just think the execution was a little weaker. Yeah. I liked, I, I, I always enjoy when there's like a couple of queens on the runway that like, take the theme and like make it their own like doing a video game character named Jax or mm-hmm. if someone because it was Metallica like you could like mm-hmm. dress up as like some big ass guitar to honor the like, rock yeah. band you could yeah. name Metallica something like that so like, I always appreciate that risk but it just ha- you have to make sure that it is still dragged out because I don't know if Michelle or RuPaul know who Jax is from Mortal Kombat they're just gonna see oh so you just <laughs> put on some metal arms and that's it okay okay girl like, yeah. good luck. <laughs> like, I I think she was missing body. I think yeah. the critique, some body like Jax with like some boobs, some hips, a small waist. I think it would have been I think it would have been good. I think unfortunately the arms and everything got really top heavy. Mm-hmm. And because mm-hmm. I it didn't look like I don't I don't think she was corseted. It there was no it was no shape. There was mm-hmm. no shape. What there was no proportion against padding this yes. Come on, let's pad, y'all. <laughs> body. Mm-hmm. Uh, I okay. Think that was the main, main thing think about some other looks you guys want to talk about. I am going to briefly mention this dog <laughs> from yes. Spice's look. I, I always wanted one of those see, as a kid. Oh my God. Oh my Oh, I had the exact same reaction. As soon as I saw it, I was like, oh my God, I want one of those so bad. <laughs> and like so bad. It did the flips and it was just so cute. Mm-hmm. And I wanted one and I never had one. And so the commercials would always come on like Cartoon Network or something. Yes. And I always wanted uh, it so bad. Oh, uh, same. Anyway, my, so my parents are like, you have an actual dog. Like you don't need, <laughs> you don't need this one. Oh, <laughs> uh, my favorite. I did like the twins look because I think that going for kind of like not quite Mm. alien robot kind of looks, I think that that fits well as using a metallic look. Um, And I think that there was almost two different kinds of metallic. When you think of metallic, there's like literally metal, but then Mm -hmm. there's also the kind of fabric that looks metallic. And I think they went for the latter and I thought that their outfits looked great. Um mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. for, I, for I me, like I think I I had to like step out of my pace for this one because like I said, mm-hmm. for the metal concept to me, I'm thinking metallic. I'm thinking like your golds, your silvers, your bronzes, stuff like that. And so when I was seeing people come down with like colored metal, it kind of took me out of it. But I was like, mm-hmm. okay. Take that away. Did you like the outfit? And for Princess right. Poppy, I was like, no. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know what? Bring up Princess Poppy if you can for a second. Because mm-hmm. I think Princess Poppy has a very distinctive style that we've now seen. This kind of um, 
tutu-esque kind of uh, skirt that's really short. Um, she loves little, this silhouette. Little Tinkerbell pixie type. Yeah, of she loves this silhouette. She loves, exactly. And I truly don't think it's a bad look. I just think when you compare it to what other queens were doing, it's just kind of, okay. You know what I mean? Um, this hair matching exactly the dress is incredible to me. Like, yeah. I love mm-hmm. that so much. I just don't think it was, like, enough. Like, it's a cute outfit, but she's really understated. I also kind of just want to take a second here and go, she talked a lot of shit to go mm-hmm. home this episode. <laughs> and I... And, her, I think her kiss of death truly was an untucked where she was like, you know, I don't care if I go home. I mean, I don't want to go home, but if I do, like I was considering quitting drag last year and like I didn't want to be first out. So, yay, met that goal. And now it's whatever. And I'm like, yeah, OK, then bye. Like, mm-hmm. but I truly think Poppy would be a queen that I would love to see live. I just don't know if this was the platform for her, to be perfectly frank. Mm hmm. I have a question for you guys. Do you guys think you know Princess Poppy? Because I feel like that first episode, we barely got anything from her. And from what I remember of Meet the Queens, and maybe it's just from her name, I really got like kind of like boring, subdued, just like a look queen. And at the tail end of this episode, we see she get she has like more of these like very like sarcastic jokes, kind of blue humor, very like like kooky ish i don't know if that's the right word but i was like i like this queen better but the princess poppy moniker and what i had in my head doesn't match it and Mm -hmm. so i'm kind of wondering when when she was leaving i was kind of wondering was this supposed to be like an iron was it supposed to be an ironic naming and aesthetic like was she supposed Mm -hmm. to like look like a princess and look put together and look like your typical drag queen, but honestly be like really weird and wild and under it, you know, cause like the burping, the flicking people off, calling people losers. I would have never <laughs> got that from her, from what we had seen previously to this. She seemed to always give me very, cause this was the same girl that had like the homo, I'm homophobic shirt on. Is that, mm-hmm. that that's Princess yeah. right? oh. So I feel like she's always sort of been like very irreverent and very mm-hmm. like, um, just like, that's just sort of like what her humor has been. I do agree with you though, in that I feel like, yes, I mean, it, it was a jam packed episode last week. So we really didn't get to see or get to know a lot of them super duper well. And I did, I mean, like I said at the beginning, I, I feel like this season has so many hungry queens. And I feel like all of them leaving, I'm going to be like, oh, wow, like I, I really wish that I could have seen more. But with Poppy in particular, to like watch like what she was going through during Untucked, where she's talking about, you know, I, I wasn't even sure if I really wanted to do this. And then when I, I went on, I was like, as long as I don't go home first and just, just to watch her sort of like be like, okay, well, if I go, I'm, I'm okay with it. I was like, I don't know. It sort of like did sort of like leave a weird kind of taste in my mouth because um, mistress then jumps in and is like, well, that's not really cool. Like you should be here because like you want this with every fiber of your being. Mm-hmm. And she clarifies saying, well, I, I do want it, but like, at the same time, I'm not going to let this destroy me. I'm not going to like go home and be like, oh my God, like I'm a worthless person because I was out second on a season of Drag Race. So like, I, I do appreciate that balance mm-hmm. that she has in her mind, but it did still feel very much like, oh well. And I was like, ah. mm-hmm. I know there's a queen right now that's sitting watching this that is like, how did I not make this? And she did. Like, 
I think that what she was trying to get across, but wasn't effectively doing so, was this idea that if you ever put yourself up for a drag race, a big brother, a survivor, anything like that, that you have to be okay with any and all outcomes or else it can destroy Mm. you. Like if you go home first or if you win or if you just get to the very last and then you fall short or whatever the case is, you have to be at peace with that. Because we've seen so many people on any given show who are just not okay after that. Like it literally ruins their health, their mental life, whatever. So I think what she was trying to say was my goal for myself was to not be the first out. I was happy with any other placement. I've I'm genuinely okay if I need to go home. But I don't think that she was trying to say, I want to go home or if I go home, I'm not going to be upset. I think what she was trying to say was like, I made peace with myself that this would be something like an outcome that I'd be okay with. And I could sense that from her. But I do think keep that to yourself. Like, (laughs) that's the thing that you write in your journal when you get back to the, you know, the the hotel and don't say in front of cameras when the judges are deliberating. So not to pull something from outside of the show, because you know some people don't like that. Uh, so if you want to skip ahead on this, yeah, can. Uh, mm-hmm. But she was at Roscoe's, I think, doing mm-hmm. a um, like for the watch party of the episode and talked about mm-hmm. how she had had COVID two weeks before going on the show and then mm-hmm. talked about how she was still popping a positive COVID test like a week before. Oh, And then she read online or her boyfriend told her or something like that, that if you put chapstick on the inside of your nostrils, it will help to prevent the detection of COVID. So she put chapstick up there, did the test, and then I guess it tested negative and was able to go on the show. And so she's come under a lot of fire for this for obvious reasons. Um, So that was a little... Tidbit. Please don't do that, people. Please. Okay, don't. so she just is suffering from a uh, shut the fuck up syndrome. Like, why? <laughs> yeah. Would yeah. you admit that? that? Well, one, why would you do it? And then two, why would you admit it if you're gonna do it? Why would you say what that? I mean, could hell? you imagine if it on talk? She was like, clearly, I want this. I faked having not having <laughs> COVID on here. Then, could you imagine like the okay, okay, we get it. You want to be here, but what the? What's mean, wrong with you? Probably wasn't contagious, but at the same time, like that just is like a very big wait, what kind of yeah. moment? Like, sorry, you did what? So mm, I'll be yeah, honest that in that it was kind of a shock to me in the beginning of the episode to see her come in so hot of just trying to be shady. Like it didn't come off as being shady. It just came off as like, I'm kind of a bitch. Honestly. <laughs> and then watching her, like clearly she's, she's a comedy queen. We knew that from the meet the Queens video. Like that's what, I did she, not part- that. <laughs> she kind of talks about in the meet the Queens video was like her being like, yeah, like I think a lot of people look at me and they think it's a, I'm a look queen, but really my bread and butter is comedy. Like I'm not. Um, and she like does this whole thing where she's like, yeah, I'm a really good choreographer, blah, blah, blah. No, I'm not. I'm really bad at all that stuff. Yeah. And like, but to your point, Mari, is like, it's all of these things that you can't tell what's the truth or not with her. And that's yeah. what's really difficult. And I just generally think like I've been to San Francisco and I've seen their drag scene a few different times. And I understand like probably some of this is from the San Francisco drag scene where it's very sarcastic it's very irreverent and at the same time very well put together um 
And so I think that she's a product of her scene, but didn't know how to translate in a way that like people outside of the Castro are going to understand. Yeah. Mm. I think irreverent is the best way to describe her. If you look at everything that she did on the show. So we have the, what she did in the very first episode with the like weirdo puppet, which I'm not gonna lie. I was a fan of Um, money. Then we had this episode where she even talks about how I wrote most of the jokes. So we are, you know, the jokes. So we know what the jokes were. And then the third thing that we have, I think from what we see of her on the season is this lip sync, um, which I think we really need to address, which is Diana Ross. So amethyst, you missed the episode diana or diana ross is in the bottom no amethyst <laughs> and princess poppy are in the bottom and they're gonna sing ain't no mountain high enough by diana ross and we have two extraordinarily different takes on the song and so i think when you look at princess poppy sort of you know initially starting a little bit slow but then going like total comedy route which is from all of the other queen's confessionals like not the right choice to do for diana ross here which is what allows amethyst to win mm. and i mean i honestly could have seen a world where princess poppy sends home amethyst if she just does a you know traditional i guess take on the song yeah yeah i also um, think that um amethyst is once again helped by her hair <laughs> she has kind of like a, 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 yeah like, the like she could do the bounce yeah. portion that yeah. we know from <laughs> All Stars 3, Bibi Sahara Benet doesn't have to do anything except for yeah. that. And she can just win a challenge as Diana Ross. And I think that Princess Poppy's lip sync was stronger from an entertainment value. Like I wanted to watch and see what she was going to do next. But to the Queen's point, this is like RuPaul's most sacred singer. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. The point of the lip sync with Diana Ross is to not commit rule number one, which is make RuPaul laugh. <laughs> like that's it. Yeah. Yeah. You got to uh, capture that illusion and that essence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And it, yeah. And um, Amethyst had the, the, the gown with the non-matching boots. Um, <laughs> that helped too. <laughs> and, and Amethyst was singing lead vocals. She was singing lead vocals the whole time. Which mm, is point, yeah. yeah, which is always a good thing. It's very bold too because you might be standing there not saying much, <laughs> depending on what, the, what part of the track you're in. But I mean, Princess Poppy did a good comedic take on it, mm-hmm. and I'm and I'm sorry, like I personally don't want to be looking at your tuck <laughs> while you're singing a. Ain't no mountain high enough. That's just yeah. me personally. And that's probably Rue personally. You have to know how to play this game. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think Amethyst, exactly. who's also a TikTok queen, a student of RuPaul's Dry Race, the twins, I think they know. I think they know. They watch this, they consume this, and they know the cardinal sins. And I mean, as people who watch strategy reality competition, I'm not <laughs> mad at that. But you know, other people who love who love to watch drag to be entertained might not like that. They might want to see what Princess Poppy does more. And I like yeah. the fact Beth, that you brought up like San Francisco drag because maybe it's more of like RuPaul and the judges not liking San Francisco drag because when I think of that, I think of like Rock and Sakura, and I'm like, I loved everything Rock did, and then she ended up going home around this time as well too. So it's very interesting and just before I, I stop talking did poppy was poppy the one who stole the other queen's um 
line as well. Like I like I'm the I come from somewhere that has a natural oh. disasters. Was that Shoot, her? the entrance line? No, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember yeah. who it was. I'll try to In find the that. The Queens. Yeah. Sorry, I thought that was I thought it was her. I when, forget, when, yeah. I think mm-hmm. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it was her because because San Francisco because I remember it being like it's either San Francisco something about natural disasters, right? That was her. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, I can look that up. It, um, it was yeah. on her meet the queen lines. So, um, so the hungry. this is RuPaul's. If you're watching the video version, this is RuPaul's face watching Princess yeah. Poppy, and I think that that yeah. kind of tells you everything you need to know about her feelings towards Poppy's interpretation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's just yeah. very much this like. Kind of like grimacy, like ooh, kind of look. Really? Um, yeah, like we. Yeah. Really, There's almost like really, a Miranda Priestly look to this. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah, um, I feel. I mean, I, I. It was. It was a very interesting lip sync to watch because I was entertained by Princess Poppy, except for mm-hmm. like the, the, the crotch thing was very much like, uh, like this mm-hmm. song is not only is this song like I mean it's it's RuPaul and he loves Diana Ross, but like. The song in general is so much mm-hmm. just like a song about like just feeling free to love someone with all of your heart. Mm-hmm. And like, that's not really a song that you want to like pop your pussy to. Like, you want to. <laughs> well, <laughs> really... speak for yourself, Amon. <laughs> you didn't see me get down Friday night. Thank you. Yeah. Um... You just you just want to you want to you want to feel like that that the joy that that song has. And I. While I was entertained, and a piece of me was like, when we get the confessional with um with Amethyst, and she's like, I mean, is this a meet and greet like this? Like, what is she doing? This is Diana <laughs> Ross. A piece mm-hmm. of me was like, oh well, let's let her do what she's gonna do. Like, this is like her interpretation. And a piece of me was like, that doesn't mean you're gonna win just because you're not doing all that. But like, no, it kind of does. Like, mm-hmm. you have to, like Mari said, like you have to, you have to, you have to play the game the way that there are set rules. And mm-hmm. sometimes, sometimes some queens get away with breaking them. Sometimes, but not all know, the time. You have to know <laughs> the artist and the song and your audience. And yeah. there are going to be there. I would say ninety eight percent of the time, you could take anybody's song and do a comedic interpretation of it. And if it's mm-hmm. funny, RuPaul is going to give you the win. Okay. I thought the meet and greet part was fine, to be honest. I thought that was funny. No one's ever really done that before. She's like, haha, and kicking with the fans, which is something that Diana Ross does when she's performing. Like she'll like right. come down and like talk. That's so that that was very much Diana to me. But everything yeah. else was just like uh, Well, like with much. Darian Lake mm-hmm. and Ben de la Creme with the point of no return, where Darian starts collecting tips, like something mm-hmm. like that. Like, yeah, it's just <laughs> be bearing funny. on the song. She's mm-hmm. acting like a drag queen at a gig. Like that's awesome nobody had done that before it's so stupid Mm -hmm. and we love it right like there's certain people and things that you can always do that to you can always make like a Nicki Minaj song funny by like Ben you know like Ben did I'm doing like "Ah," you know or whatever um you can have the MacArthur Park uh you know lip syncs and such but there are going to be songs where the whole point of lip syncing is not to make people laugh or not to like do death drops, but to emote and or to uh-huh. make them feel like you're the one singing it. And I don't think Amethyst did that. I'm going to be honest with you, but I think that she did it much better than Poppy did. And, you know, those are like your you make me feel like a natural woman lip syncs. Like there's a reason Kenya yeah. Michaels does not beat Latrice Royale in that because Amon, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. you look so good as Kenya Michaels. <laughs> um, but I, I just think that 
like you said, Mari, some, it's not even that there's set rules. It's like an intuitive nature to know <laughs> if is this a song that I just have to emote? And if I can't emote, what do I do? Because it's not you can't go the comedy route. So try your best. Just to clarify, yes, Mari, you were correct. The line is, I'm from San Francisco, a city known for their earthquakes, but I'm definitely the biggest disaster there. So that was the other thing. Mm -hmm. She came under fire for taking that from another queen. Uh, So, yeah. Damn it. She's just out here just under fire. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Okay. She's earthquaking in her boots. Mm. Mm. Try that again. Still funnier than half of the things. <laughs> well, uh, I couldn't decide if I wanted to boo you or laugh. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. You don't know what you want to, how you want to react. Okay, awesome. Is there anything else that y'all want to talk about in terms of this episode, and then we can sort of talk preview and our thoughts on the snatch game coming up? Awesome. Let's talk about our thoughts on the Snatch Game coming up because, Beth, you were saying there's going to be two different Snatch Games. There are. There are going to be two Snatch Games. I think they're splitting the queens in half. You know, we'll have 14 queens, so seven and seven, which I think makes much more sense from a formatting standpoint if you're going to do a Snatch Game this early with this many Mm -hmm. queens. Yeah. Mm -hmm. However, last Mm -hmm. time they did two Snatch Games, we had an hour and a half episode and it was all winners <laughs> and we were excited mm-hmm. for that i'm not excited for two snatch games because normal seasons regular season snatch games tend not to be the best um yeah. so i i i'm i'm a little hopeful only because i mean i understand that like one of the themes of this season is the biggest season ever right the biggest queens the the biggest jam-packed premiere all that stuff the biggest snatch game a piece of me is hoping that that means that they have a lot of confidence in the characters that the queens have auditioned with like to me it seems like they're like oh that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one that's a good one i don't want to like i want that to be on tv so like let's just do it while they're Mm. all still here and we'll get as many good impersonations as we can but that being said though like again we need more time because like yeah you can like even if everyone does this smash hit out of the ballpark job we're still gonna want like i don't want it to be like the runway where it's just like you get like one little quick line from all of them and then it's Mm. like that's it so i'm like i'm hopeful but i'm also like if it is good then i want to revel in it i don't want to like have to feel rushed like let me let me soak it all up yeah I'm I'm really wondering where the fat is going to be trimmed here because if we have two snatch games maybe we get like no walk through? No um, deliberation, no walkthroughs. I bet Ooh. that they don't even do a runway. They just come out in their outfits and get judged. <laughs> no, no, I'm being they serious. They've do done that runway. before. Remember? Oh, by the way, I love the fact that they kept Catwalk as the runway song. <gasps> oh, I, I knew that. The moment it started playing, I was like, Amon's getting his life yeah. right now. <laughs> Um, I could see them literally cutting the runway or doing like even faster what they did this time. <laughs> You know, like being like Lucy Laduca, Sugar, Petra, yeah. <laughs> and just do, 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 do. or break. At the same time. <laughs> I could also, if they split up the snatch game, I could see them doing literally almost like two episodes in one. Like this group, we do snatch game, we then do the second snatch game, but then we do the first runway, do critiques, do the second runway, do critiques, oh, kind of thing. I don't I think know. The queens are going to be super no. super shocked when they announce it. Like snatch game, like oh, this early, like oh my god. 
they look shocked. But they kind of always mm-hmm. look shocked whenever Snatch Game yeah. gets announced. You know, it's kind of like, yeah. you know, or they're going to cut to the queen that has the biggest reaction. Yeah. <laughs> they have been told, uh, we've we've seen interviews from queens who will say they literally have them do those reactions multiple times to be like, could you guys be a little bit more excited about this guest judge that none yeah. of you know? That would be great. Yeah. You know, that kind of. Mm-hmm. Oh, no reading challenge maybe too? Like. I have to imagine that it's going to be, I think we will probably still get the walkthrough. I just think it's going to be chopped down Mm -hmm. and I could see, unfortunately them doing something with, with chopping down the runway. I think again, like based on this, okay, it's one data point, but still based on this week's episode, it was like, they're still trying to hit everything that they hit in an hour and a half episode, just doing it in a shorter fashion. And so Mm -hmm. if they're going to continue that trend, then I think we're going to see the same things. Obviously I think no mini challenge. So yeah, Mari, no, no reading challenge, at least this week, maybe it'll be in future weeks, but it's going to be the same beats we normally hit just chopped up and just a little bit shorter. I am agreeing totally with you guys that I hope that it doesn't come at the expense of the actual snatch game itself because I want my full like seven minutes, please. Is it too much to ask? I know a quarter, well, no, a third of the episode 40 or 15 minutes out of essentially a 45 minute episode dedicated to the snatch game, but it's worth it. Like this is one of the staple challenges on drag race. It's something that everybody looks forward to, even if we're too, you know, overexcited about it. It never turns out the way that we expect. Still we're excited. And so we want to see it play out in full. We want to see what these Queens have to offer. I love Amon's theory about the fact that there were just so many good Queens doing impressions in their um, Uh audition packages that that's the reason Mm -hmm. why they decided to do it so early. I'm really hoping that that is indeed the case and that we'll actually then get to see the Queens execute what they know how to do. This this year, they said, we're going to cast as many people who had good snatch games to make up for the fact that last year's snatch oh, game yeah. was so horrible, mm-hmm. uh, where and Lil John had to win. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I think there's some queens that I'm I, I'm worried for queens like Aura for mm. this week mm, and yeah. worried. um if sugar and spice can't get out of their ditziness, I'm worried for them. If they can do a character who's ditzy, great, but are they going to yeah. do something that's no, so different enough? Do. I have no sense of what they're going to do. Like, are they going to mm-hmm. do like Barbie? And are they going to do like, are they going to be in the same snatch do, game? Yeah. Are they going to do the same character? Are they going to do other twins? Are they going to do like Mary? Like Kate the Olsen? Literally. <laughs> yeah. What yeah. are they going to mm. do? Well, we'll have to see. All right. Next week. Yes, we have full snatch ready to look at. Can't wait. Two snatches. In fact, my favorite. Let's get out of here and close things out. So, Mari, thank you so, so much for coming on with us today. It's always wonderful to hear all of your thoughts about drag race as a whole and especially this season. Where can people find you on social media and what do you have going on? Ooh, so glad. So glad to come on. I love Drag Race. I love you guys. So this is always amazing. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Mari Talks Too Much. That's two, like the number two. Of course, every week, me and Matt Scott break down the wrestling. Um, re- on the wrestling wrap up, we, we break down the highlights of the weekend in wrestling. This week, uh, he was uh, absent. So actually, my other co-host, Sarah Carradine from Crime Scene, came over and took over wrestling with me. So if you want a double dose of me and Sarah. Uh, you can watch us on the Wrestling Wrap Up at robhasawebsite.com slash wrestling feed to go subscribe or you can find us 
just like you guys on the um, RHAP YouTube page. And then you can see me and Sarah on uh, Crime Scene on Tuesdays. Every Tuesdays we drop we drop Crime Scene on RHAP. This week coming up, we have a great guest because it's Chappelle. And we're talking about the hatchet wielding hitchhiker from Netflix, the Netflix um, documentary. So go check out Crime Scene. If you didn't know, RJP has a true crime um, podcast. So go subscribe by going to robhasawebsite.com slash crime feed. Nice. Okay. And Amon, we missed you so much. We're happy that you're back. Where can people find you on social media? Anything else you want to plug? I miss you guys too. I'm glad to be back. I'm excited for this season. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be a good one. I'm like holding on to the hope that we're going to feel this way the entire way through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, you're going to find me at Amon Adwin everywhere. And uh, yeah, right now I'm just, uh, I'm just, just here for drag race for right now. And Beth, go go ahead, girl. Thanks. Um, you can find me at Augusta Wind Eleven on all of my different social media platforms. Um, because it's related to what we're doing here um, over on my weekly meltdown, we're actually kind of in between seasons of everything. So we decided for our patrons only, we are doing All Stars Two Drag Race. Um, my co-hosts uh, Allison and Tyler have never seen it before. Um, I've only seen a couple of Drag Race seasons, and so mm. it is so much fun um so if you're interested in following us over there please do so um but other than that mostly rocking the drag race coverage here on tv Rehabits. fantastic and you can find me on twitter at liana rhap also rocking the drag race content until survivor massinger come back so thank you everyone for listening if you want to leave your star ratings and reviews for us on itunes you can do so at robhasawebsite.com slash drag race beth i know you are very happy we got a review that was very (laughs) complimentary so we always appreciate hearing y'all's kind words thank you to scott st pierre and the whole rhap team for all their help behind the scenes and we'll talk to y'all soon bye